Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're days away from Super Bowl Sunday, a game you can hear right here on 105.7 The Fan. Westwood One's coverage of Super Bowl 58. It's a perfect time to go out to the WGK Law guest hotline. We're on the line is Odyssey NFL insider Mark Slareth. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin to skin too. And Mark, good afternoon. Thank you as always for joining us. I'll start with this. Uh, all the head coaching jobs have been filled, so all the chairs are, are sat in. Are you surprised that Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick don't have jobs? Um, I don't know that I'm. I'm not, I don't know that I'm surprised. Uh, you know, I thought Bill Belichick certainly had a chance to be hired in Atlanta, but I understand the whole. You know, I want full and total control, and um, and so now I, I guess I'm not surprised that they they neither of those guys got jobs, but um, you know they'll be in the next cycle as well. I think the other thing that ends up happening in, in today's NFL, and I, I think this is stupid. Um, but you know, it's the groupthink mentality of the NFL is that, you know, you got to be a young, you know, kind of a young coach. Um, you know, especially if you're a young offensive kind of wizard and you've developed a quarterback, you know, I always say that's like, that's like vibrant 80 year old owners. They can't get enough of that crap. So, um, I just think that's, I think it's stupid. I think the whole premise of, well, if you're young, you can communicate with young players, really like you can either communicate or you can't. And being young has nothing to do with that. As a matter of fact, most young people I know can't communicate with a lick because all they do is text one another. So um, I, I just don't I don't buy into that garbage. But you know that's part of the narrative that's out there right now, and it's one of the reasons that um, that you see the direction uh, of the NFL going young and going you know a lot of first time coaches because they don't have to pay those guys either. So uh, you know I understand why they do it, but I don't necessarily agree with it. Well, one of those guys left here to go to Seattle and Mike McDonald, and and um, it's going to be an interesting baptism by fire for him. Not that it'll be new to him because he faced these guys down the stretch in Baltimore, but um, to go there and really the job's going to be, all right, you're matching wits with McVay twice a year. You're matching wits with Kyle Shanahan twice a year. You know what I mean? Go go win us some games, young buck. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, on that that match? Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, it's always a challenge. I don't care who you're playing. Everybody in the National Football League is super talented, you know. So, um, you know, obviously you've got to match wits with those. I thought that I thought that uh, McDonald did a phenomenal job in regards to, you know, creating pressures and creating um, situations, attacking people's protections and getting free runners at quarterbacks and, um, and doing a lot of things in simulated pressure that created – you know, breakdowns with an offense. And so I thought he was really good at that stuff. And, 
you know, but there's a difference between being a defense coordinator and being locked in and just buried in deep, you know, defensive game plans and all that stuff. And then, um, you know, conversely, being a head coach and having to do everything and having to meet with the media and having to do all the different things that you are required to put out, all the fires that you have to put out. So, you know, oftentimes that takes you away from doing what you like to do best. And sometimes you find with head coaches is they lose connectivity. Like one of the things that happens when you're a coordinator or you're a position coach, you have incredible connectivity with your players. And some guys, that's that's their lifeblood. You know, that's some guys, that's what motivates them. And then when you become a head coach, you're dealing with more administrative stuff and you're really coaching your coaches more than you're coaching your players. And and that can be a hard transition for guys. So I don't think you really know how you're going to transition until you transition and, and you know, you're, you're in the midst of it. But um, I think that's a, I think that's one of the tough aspects of becoming a head coach. Mark, let's get to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy, he's faced some criticism really going back to the Ravens game where he threw four interceptions up and down postseason thus far. How do you view Brock Purdy? I think he's phenomenal. Uh, I think his ability to get through reads, you know, I mean, three of those, three of the picks he threw against Baltimore were tip balls. Um, you know, the one coming off the edge where he has Christian McCaffrey open in the flat and it's tipped from one side and, and picked off by somebody else coming off a blitz on the other side. Like, that, that's one of those things where there's not a whole lot you can do. I mean, that's the, like, those are the breaks sometimes. But think about this, you know, for all the people that have criticized him for being a system quarterback and this, that, and the other, and, you know, he's got so much talent around him. The last two weeks, the San Francisco 49ers have played collectively their worst two football games that they've played all season long. They were awful on both sides of the ball. And yet Brock Purdy loaded them on his shoulders in both the Green Bay game and in the Detroit game and led them to victories off schedule you know, from a drop-back situation, which is not what the Niners do well. They are not a drop-back team. It's kind of like Baltimore. Baltimore is not a drop-back team. If you can force them into a drop-back, that's not what they do well. Yet Brock Purdy was able to bring them back in back-to-back games from a drop-back static situation where you're just running routes, and he made plays, you know, with his feet and everything else. So I think the kid is a phenomenal player. I think his ability to get through progressions quickly and get the ball to the right guy is amazing, and um, you know I don't buy into all that garbage. Well, he's a you know Mister Irrelevant, and he's uh, you know he's picked up by all the talent they have on San Francisco. I, I just think that's garbage. We're talking to Mark Schlereth. It's Inside Access here on the Fan Mark. We thought the Ravens would be at least equipped to slow down Travis Kelsey, and then he had nine catches in the first half, eleven for over hundred, and a touchdown for the game. the The Forty ers don't have a Kyle Hamilton. Can they can they slow down Travis Kelsey? Well, I mean, Travis, you know, played possessed in that game, no question about it, and he was great, and he's been great with every with everything. Really, really it comes down to this, to me, is, like, you have to possess the ball. This is the thing about the Ravens, and this thing about San Francisco as well. I think San Francisco has completely, over the two playoff games, gotten out of what they do well. And, and I just am a believer in if I'm going to get beat, I'm going to get beat doing what I do, mm-hmm. what I do best. And I thought Baltimore, like the one thing I've talked about with a bunch of defensive coordinators when I've called Baltimore games and I've talked to other guys is they are of, of, of the same belief. Every guy I've talked to has said, hey, man, you got to make Lamar a drop-back quarterback because that's not what he does. That's not his best skill set. And if you can do that, then you got a chance. And I thought Baltimore did that to themselves. I thought it was a, just a horrendous, from a, my perspective, a horrendous game plan where your running backs only getting six carries. And I think the same thing has happened to Kyle Shanahan, where they open up in Green Bay, a 
spread empty drop back game. And, you know, the next thing you know, you get one possession in the first quarter, and then you're forced to throw it all the time. It's not what they do well. So, to me, the biggest remedy for Travis Kelsey is having him on the sideline. And you've got to possess the ball. You've got to run the ball. You've got to do what San Francisco does. If they run it. Their running game is one of the best just traditional running games in football. Everybody studies it. And on top of that, it's all their play-action stuff is so well constructed, and it's married so well to what they do in the run game. And that's the thing that blows me away is how do you get away from that crap? Who wins this bad boy? Listen, like I said, I think San Francisco's played their two worst games of the year, and I think Kansas City ultimately against two great opponents have played their two best games of the year against uh, against Buffalo and against uh, the Ravens. So, I mean, I'm a I'm a San Francisco guy through and through because of my you know my relationship mm-hmm. with the Shanahan's, but I would not bet against Kansas City. I think they're going to win it. Mark Schlara, thanks as always for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. Take care. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 